up, Hustle Bunny? I am your host, Miss August Sky, And I am your co-host, Hunter Stallion. Welcome back, everyone, and happy Friday. It is Casual Friday in the studios today. Um, as you guys can tell, we're keeping it very casual. No, just a little reflective moment. There you go. A little P- P- PVC, right? Yeah. yeah. PVC, maybe a little bit of leather. A little bit of leather, a little bit of pleather leather. Um, well, the pants are pleather. These okay. are um, compliments of Amazon Prime. We love Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then the, pay for his rocket fuel. Of course. Of course. And then this, I don't know. Where did I get this from? I think I got this at like a sex store in Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know they had those out there, but thank God. Yeah, I know. I know. They're small and very like far and few between, but they have amazing prices. Okay. We love that. And what did we have on today? Because this is like, so, this is designer. Like, yeah. I feel like this is a designer home so moment. A little moment. Um, top to bottom, I've got uh, Mr. Regilio on, which is a, a kink fetish brand that I think is based in the Netherlands. And then uh, my harness is from Mr. S. They're based out in San Francisco. And then just to kind of top it all off, I've got a nasty pig for my socks and then a little Nike Air Max Plus for my feet. So, yeah. I know. It's giving. You're giving everything. I love that. I I love it all. Shine bright like a diamond. (laughs) Rihanna's proud right now. I think she's very proud. And I love all the brands that like that, like the gay queer community gets for like their lingerie. It's like nasty pig. Like I want to buy something from like nasty pig. You know what I mean? I'm reaching a point where like 90% of my clothing wardrobe is like all queer across the board like mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm definitely loving it yeah i love that too yeah it's always nice you, the guys you guys always get it better we got we got <laughs> like bullshit victoria's secret which they're go we all know they're going downhill so but that's another topic for another day but today as we know spring is amongst us and we always talk about making money but today we are going to be talking about um what to do with our money, and the most important thing to keep us afloat in this industry is paying our taxes. Ooh, yes. Because a lot of us don't seem to be paying our taxes, and it kind of um, gets you stuck in like a loop, in a Absolutely. hole. And the whole goal of this is to be able to be financially free, and then be able to retire and know that you'll be okay. And if you want to do other things with your life, like invest or start a business, buy a home, get a car, even like rent an apartment, like you have to have proof that you exist and you have to have proof of your income absolutely and so like when i think of the adult entertainment industry i feel like the financial aspect is the one thing we don't really talk about like it's not the the sexy exciting part Mm -hmm. but kind of like what you mentioned i think there's a lot of people that have misconceptions with the adult entertainment industry and so i think maybe this could be an opportunity for us to talk about a, a the industry and, and kind of demystify some of it. So I know, you know, tax season's rolling around. April's right. just around the corner. Yes. Um, my partner just filed. I'm getting ready to file. I know you said it was kind of coming up on your anniversary of doing um, some of the work. Do you want to maybe kind of talk about what you've learned in the past year? And Yeah, absolutely. So my one-year anniversary of being signed into the adult industry is in April. So that is hey, one month. And of course, go. that's also tax season yes, month, right? that's how it goes. So um, when I got into the industry um, for the adult film, there was like a big switch in the community. They said that right before COVID or during COVID even, because 2020 was like a really crazy year for the industry and I wasn't a part of it yet. But um, they were saying that a lot of companies were getting sued because people weren't paying their taxes. And it seemed like, you know, you get get cut a check and it's up to you to pay your taxes. You know, um, they give you everything that you need to do to do it. But I guess a lot of performers weren't paying their taxes. Um, They were just like taking the money, cashing it. And there was a lot of older performers, I guess, in the game that they got stuck in the loop, that they lost all their money because they got hit with back taxes. And they were getting hit. Um, Some of these major companies 
were getting hit harder than some of the other ones. I mean, I think one of the highest um, ones I heard getting hit, I don't know if it was 50000 or a $500,000 fine, Ooh, but they got hit hard. Okay. Um, and it was making it, you know, hard for them to get people like I, I can understand like the switch up right so it's like okay now we got to actually like buckle down and be responsible and do these things but the companies were kind of thinking to themselves like it's not up to us right. to force these people to pay their taxes right so now on the set which I'm just like used to right so I, I don't know any different than what it was two years ago all I know is what it is now and when you go to set there's so much paperwork you have to do right because they like a video you do a consent um you fill out paperwork saying like this is who you are and they give you tax paperwork right. every set like it doesn't change like you always get hit with like a i was a w9 yeah. i want to say yeah One you always get hit with the w9s <laughs> yeah and you fill that out before you can do anything there are some companies now that you wait two weeks to get paid like a normal job and there's some companies that they will take out the taxes I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they either take out the taxes um, before so you already get it taxed. But I do all my work in California. Okay. And their taxes are completely different than out here in Colorado. Okay. So the one big thing that I learned, because they said you can come in the business and all your paychecks would be every two weeks or whenever you get them. They'll ship them out in the mail whenever you get them. So I did that my first month, which was just horrendous, right? Like that was just like trying to keep up. Yeah, waiting for those checks were just like a rough period of time. Um, So they said, okay, we'll get an LLC. So after that first month, after that first round, because I had did like – my first week out there, I think I had did like four or five shoots. So, you know, like that was a good amount of money that I was like waiting for in the mail. And it's like, OK, well, I was still dancing. I still had like other money coming in. It was just like you just like no one wants to play that waiting right. game. You know what I mean? It sucks <laughs> like, no matter what industry it, you're in. And we ex- don't have time for that. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, OK, cool. So I, I got an LLC. And when you have an LLC, it is so much easier to do work. Um, I've been a dancer now for four years and I've filed my taxes as a dancer every year, but that was more of like a guessing game that I did. Now this year, it's like having the LLC and being my own business makes it way easier because everything's tracked. I got a business, um, I've got a business debit card. I've got my LLC. I am like a, I'm a certified business. So all my transactions for, um, for like work, travel, hotel, hair, makeup, all these things that you don't think are a tax write-off, they are a tax yes, write-off. Um, so yeah, so it was it was a big transition into it. And like being fiscally responsible is like one of the first things that you need to learn. Um, dancing's a little bit different. I handled my finances differently when I was solely dependent on dancing just because it's all cash. And I would hit like a certain number And then I would say, okay, I'm going to put this in the bank and I'm going to keep this just so like the IRS wouldn't be like, (laughs) what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Like I can't be dropping like all this like big numbers into like the, uh, into my bank account all at once. Right. Cause then you get flagged if you don't pay your taxes, like it's all back taxes. Right. So, um, so I did it a, because you have to be able to live. You have to be able to prove your income. You have to say, okay, I need to move to a new place. I want to finance a new car. I got to do this. So it's like, you have to have proof of income. Um, so yeah, it was, it's been a learning curve. I've always filed my taxes. I have friends who have never filed their taxes, not once. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I I don't know how you guys are 
living i guess those co-signers yeah so it was it was a little bit more it was like it's quick like when you like when you are in it and like you're like okay like the money the money aspect of it, if you want your money then you're gonna have to take the, the 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 steps to um set yourself up for those successes absolutely and just kind of going back and forth so one thing i really admire about you is like you're a proper industry girl and like i've never done any work in a professional studio but one thing that we both have in common is we're both active on OnlyFans, Mm -hmm. and so i think that might be like a great place to start with how accessible it is for some other people who've never done adult work before or like might be outside of california so maybe like we can talk about between the two of us since we're both familiar with OnlyFans, mm-hmm. like what that's like from uh, an audience's perspective. So like when I think about how OnlyFans is laid out, you know, they do take 20 percent of everything that they make from you. Right. And so, you know, that money comes out immediately from the transaction. So, if mm-hmm. you know, someone does a 20 dollar transaction, 20 percent of it is gone before it even you know meets your bank account. Um, and so that can be something that's confusing for a lot of people because they might think like, oh, that's already my taxes. But that's actually just OnlyFans cut that they make from you. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a big thing about that is like I've heard a lot of information online, like on YouTube and from people where they talk about um, you don't have to pay taxes on OnlyFans, which is not true at all. Right. I think a lot of people kind of get scared with that. Um, Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about like what earning through OnlyFans has been like for you? So me and OnlyFans, I got beef with OnlyFans sometimes. Let's get into it. Let's talk about OnlyFans. So, you know, OnlyFans, it was so it was good. Like it was, it was like the taboo thing back in the day. Right. COVID hit. Hey, everybody, we got it. Everyone has to eat. And I love that. I love the fact that you are an OnlyFans babe yeah, and yeah. you, you did it. And I think that there is, um, I think only, I feel like the OnlyFans and the adult entertainment industry, like they're like neck and neck. Oh, I think sure. like having people who have their creative ability to do what they want to do and then be independent when they do it. I think that's even more amazing. Um, so I have been, so I did OnlyFans for like a long time. Then I stopped and then I did it again because I was starting to get like overwhelmed with like OnlyFans and things like that. And those like DMs, those DMs. Oh, and then like they, they change their rules pretty frequently. Yes, they do. And you're one of those people that knows like Ooh, girl. the ins and outs of like the rules. It's like, okay, you guys keep changing the rules. You guys keep changing it. And it's hard for me to keep up because like, you know, I haven't, I haven't, updated myself on the terms and conditions and like the words that are flagged um but when i do file for my only fans taxes um i do you do get the um you do get the tax paper in yeah. the mail yeah, they, they send, send it, it to you. you so there's no way that you can they make it really not. easy and like yeah. a big thing is like i know the government was going back and forth and i don't know if it passed or not but i think any transaction that goes above six hundred dollars has mm-hmm. to have some sort of itemization to it mm-hmm. and so i think that's a big thing for like people who start off on OnlyFans, like I remember my first month, like I didn't think I was going to make shit. You know, Mm -hmm. you kind of just do it and you see what happens. But like, you know, the very first month I had, I made more money than I'd done in any other way. Right. And so I think that's where like the excitement kind of kicks in where Mm -hmm. it can be like a lot of money really, really quick. Right. And like, if you don't have that mindset of like, oh, let me put 30% away for taxes as soon as I get it Mm -hmm. and maybe put some away for savings. And like, you can absolutely reach a point where a year later you owe you know, ten, twenty thousand dollars in taxes, and you don't have that money on hand, um, and it can be really scary, especially if you're just kind of experimenting with the adult entertainment industry. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we flirt with it for a year or two and decide it's not for us, mm-hmm. and so um, I think that trap can be really, really scary. But I think the biggest thing is like when you're collecting a lot of sources of passive income, um, it's really good to have a paper trail, um, and it's always just 
good to be aware to have that savings because you know there's always going to be a time to collect. Um, I know we were kind of joking off air. I was talking about Pablo Escobar. Yeah. And like the reason that his operation went underground, other than the fact that he was Pablo Escobar, was mm-hmm. the fact that he didn't pay taxes. And so it's like the government really does want a cut of the money that we're making. And when we look at self-employment, like there's no one out here that's going to tell us what to do or how to do it Mm -hmm. and like it really is harder to be self-employed i realize like you're Mm -hmm. all on your own you really have to figure things out and like if you're good with like the itemization and like the bills and all that stuff and your receipts it can be a lot easier but if you're someone who struggles like Mm -hmm. keeping track of that it can get really really overwhelming for sure it definitely does get overwhelming i will say that i think like this is probably going to be the most overwhelming a because it's like okay now i have like I got all these multiple sources of income coming in now and then having to deal with like, okay, I worked in California. So how's that going to affect me this year? Um, How much money I spent to how much money you earn? Like what is a tax write off? What's not a tax write off? So um, sitting down and actually really like really focusing in on it and then like for next year be better prepared because it's like you're kind of like you said you're going in blindsided no one really teaches you or tells you you can ask questions to people and like they'll be quick to answer I've realized that like I'll be around like other performers and they're like quick to answer like if they've been in the game for a minute and they're like okay like this is what works for me like you know you have to do this or don't do that um but also my my agency I've been lucky enough to have like a good agency who was very on top of it and any question that I had I can call them right now and say, hey, Ryan, like I have a question about this and he's going to explain it to a T um, and how things work. Even with me doing sex work for four years, I will say that I'm still learning how to handle my finances and my um, and my taxes. So because every year it's like different. Right. right? So. Like I said, like this year, like going to the adult industry, it's like, okay, finding that balance. Like you said, having X amount put aside to pay for this and having X amount to put aside for that. And then um, still being able to like live your life. Right. Right. Because it does add up very quickly. And then, you know, at the end of the year, you're like, dang. You know, Uncle Sam got me for 15. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Uncle Sam came in hot. You're like, okay, okay. So like you said, like it is very smart to say put X amount away. And the biggest thing being an independent contractor, it is hard because there is nobody keeping track of your money for you. Um, No one is telling you to wake up. Hey, you got to go to work. No one is telling you, hey, find a tax accountant. And another thing, too, that I find it's hard to find a tax accountant who is sex worker friendly. Absolutely. We're having a conversation texting about names and stuff like that. I remember when I filed for the first time, you know, I had uh, income from OnlyFans, from Mm -hmm. Just for Fans, from Pornhub, Mm -hmm. X Hamster. And like with Pornhub, they don't give you like an itemized list of it. They just have like your payout history. Mm -hmm. So I had to like take a screenshot of the website and then I had to like crop the entire website to just what I was showing. (laughs) And like I remember showing the girl and she's like, well, where's the rest of the website? And I'm like, you don't want to see that. Like that's right. Exactly. (laughs) I brought it to what you need to know. But she was very like, you know, sex positive Mm -hmm. and helped work me through it. And I'm actually going to go to her again and, and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I think like what that looks like, particularly for me, since a lot of my base is in OnlyFans, um, you know, I have a lot of receipts. I have like a a manila envelope filled to the brim with Mm -hmm. receipts and it's got, you know, my Mr. Regalio Mm -hmm. receipt and my Nikes and all this stuff. And I've quickly realized being like a kink and fetish um, performer, a lot of what I'm into kind of overlaps with like my my fetishes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I can film a video where I'm 
having sex with my partner and I mm-hmm. can have my Nikes in the video wrapped around his shoulders and like suddenly mm-hmm. it's included and it's playing a role. And so I found a way to like include parts of my wardrobe or things that I naturally spend that might not necessarily be direct investments for the business, but they end up overlapping or whenever I get my hair cut or any mm-hmm. sort of like treatment for the skin, like mm-hmm. we can absolutely write those things off. And so I think when you look at it that way, it can become less scary because then it's like, oh, well, should I already do like maybe a flight to California? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a business expenditure. Mm-hmm. And so looking at it that way, um, it can actually be really exciting and not just scary um, mm-hmm. if you're prepared and you're going into it. So, yeah, that is really nice. That is a good point. Um, like you said, like as long as it's going into like your brand. Right. So I write off like, you know, I have to have my hair done. I have to, you know. I have to have outfits for certain things. So it is all a tax write-off. Um, I, like, not this year, but the year before, I wrote off my boob job. Get it. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it was, it was like, you know, like, I it made my, it's for work. It got me more work. So I wrote that off. I mean, there's some things I didn't claim, but um, not everything, like, down to the detail. But I'm glad you said that. All of it, because you are your own product. That's Absolutely. the number one thing. Don't ever forget that. If you're doing this kind of work, whether it's OnlyFans, modeling, dancing, whatever form of sex work you're doing, you are the product. You're not selling, um, you know, perfume or lipstick. You are selling what you have to offer, right? So all the effort, going to, like, the gym, all those, like, different things, those are business. Those are business um those are business write-offs and investments within yourself. And it's investments for the longevity of your career, right? Like, if you take good care of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, you can do this for as long as you want to. Absolutely. And I know? feel like one thing that you and I maybe have in common is, like, we're very entrepreneurial-minded. And, like, yes, we do have fun with it, but I feel like we're about our money and about mm-hmm. our business, which I think a lot of people need to hear because it's okay to have that angle and it's mm-hmm. okay to operate that way and so I feel like if anyone is interested in whether it's like OnlyFans or studio work or adult entertainment industry what sort of ways do you think people can like hop in and get involved because I know there's people out there that maybe they just want like an extra source of passive income and like that's valid and, and like we all come in different shapes and sizes and mm-hmm. like someone's trying to pay for what you got even if you don't know even if they've never told you so how yeah. can people get in on that? You know what? So I went to the Avian Awards the first time this this past year, so January. Um, and I, you get to see everybody from everywhere, not just adult performers who are like signed to like agencies, but you get to see everyone. I there was like the BBWs, there was a huge trans community, there was the OnlyFans, there was um, it's like Comic Con. Yeah, com- it's like the Comic Con of like porn, yeah. right? Everyone is there. Anyone that you want to see, everyone is there. And you know, you go to like some of these booths and. There is something for everyone. Mm. So don't be shy. Don't be nervous. Don't be um, ashamed. I would say start with what you're comfortable with. Um, I know a lot of girls and guys and uh, just uh, want to include everybody, trans, non-binary, everyone. We love you. They were, um, they all started like doing camming or like a lot of people did start with like OnlyFans, but camming seems to be like a big way. And if you get onto some of these cam sites, they're categorized. I mean, they have everything. They have ebony. They have um, they have gay. They have trans. They have lesbian. So you can do anything. And I think that reaches out to like a bigger audience, right? Because you're talking to anybody in the world at that point. Um, myself, too, I, I did camming during COVID as well, too, which was like, it was cool. And I did really good. It's a lot of work. Anything that you're going to do in this industry, it's going to be a lot of work. Like you have to be persistent you have to have like a brand and your brand can always be evolving right you have to um have a schedule because your fans are always going to be expecting it so if you say 
Monday at 11 a.m. Mountain Mountain Time, like they're expecting you to be there 11, right? They're they're like loyal to you, but that's that's what you do. You got to be like loyal to what you like, and loyal to your fans, and be persistent. Be um, be like willing and able and like to learn. And, and it's it's hard. Like it's not an easy feat for me. Um, before I even danced, I was a shot girl at the strip club. So, okay. you know, and then a guy walks up to you and it's like how much for a dance i'm like well i'm not a dancer i think the guy put down 500 bucks for a lap dance sure. and i was tonight like I well tonight i guess i'm well, a dancer right and i just never quite looked back and i really um enjoyed it but like you don't have to go you know balls deep into like the sex work industry research it like look it up see things that you like what you're comfortable with i know a lot of um a lot of performers were comfortable doing camming because you're in the safety of your own home. Mm-hmm. You're not like, you know, you're not out there. People can't quite find you. You can geo block locations right. like, you know, let's say like you live in Utah and you don't want anybody from Utah finding you. You can, can geo block the whole location. You can do the that whole with OnlyFans too. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Um, but for you, you're you know everything <laughs> about OnlyFans. You got to teach me something sure, here because I, I know. I mean, I am an OnlyFans girl. Um, I did get to the top one percent, which is like the highest I've ever gotten. Well, congrats on that. Thank That's you a, so you up there with them baddies, Thank with the bads you. of the bads. You outdid me. I think I'm only like top three point four percent. That's still up there. We up there, but you know, but yeah, accolades like for me, that. That's a <laughs> bad bitch you. moment right there. I mean, I will say for me, like I two years ago, I was on unemployment. I was on food stamps. You know, I had mm-hmm. student loan debt, credit card debt. And then I started OnlyFans and it was really it's just supposed to be like a diary for like my fetishes and things that I was experimenting and working through. Mm-hmm. But because I was so into it at the time, I was also able to share it with the world while I was still experimenting. And I think for me, it was seeing someone genuinely be into something niche and fetish related allowed people to latch on really quick. But what I learned from that was like there's nothing sexier than seeing someone do something they're already into. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter what it is, who it is or who it's with. When someone is like in that state of mind where they're like engaged with their kink and they're engaged in their pleasure, it's really intoxicating to look mm-hmm. at. And like, it makes you wonder like, oh, can I do that? Or can I get into it? And it just, I feel like it demystifies a lot of the misconceptions that we have with sex mm-hmm. because we never really talk about it. And we mostly like learn through pornography or learn through Mm -hmm. like maybe one or two relationships. And that frames like our whole idea of sex. And so when I think about OnlyFans, I think about, you know, there are people that want to get in on this, whether it's to like connect, to share or just to make money, which is valid. And I think to those people, I would say it's totally possible. You don't have to show your face. Mm -hmm. Um, You can show one part of your body if that's all you're into. Mm -hmm. I have people that I follow that are straight men and all they do is show their feet and they nobody knows what they look like Mm -hmm. nobody knows where they live Um, they don't disclose that information about themselves and that ends up becoming a part of their allure Mm -hmm. because they can be anyone on the street and that we like that and at a certain point we don't even want to know who they are Mm -hmm. and so there's plenty of performers they wear masks they only show certain parts of their body Um, maybe you're a woman that has like beautiful breasts and that's Mm -hmm. what you want to show off Mm -hmm. but nothing else Mm -hmm. like that's okay and so I think learning to really Uh, play with the body and kind of like you said treat it like it's something that you can sell Mm -hmm. knowing like what your assets are there's nothing wrong with like having that confidence and that vanity of being like oh no people will pay to see me like jerk off or to you know touch myself like Mm -hmm. it's okay to own that energy and to make it yours yeah and I'm glad you said that there was actually so I'm not a big twitter queen like I just go in there and I post and I'm not like a social media drama queen but like the there was a performer um I don't know who or where he came from, but he didn't seem to have like, not too many people seemed to be liking him, but he had posted this thing that caused a whole ruckus. Mm -hmm. And it was, he said that 
he feels like anyone who only does POV or doesn't show their face, he was like, you're only like a half-assed sex worker. You Uh guys need to step out the way. So we have a word for that. It's called gatekeeping. (laughs) I'm not a fan of gatekeepers because I think like most things, porn is for everybody. Mm -hmm. And however you want to do it is valid. And so... I do a lot of POV stuff. Right, um, same. I, like, I love the POV, and a lot of the people that follow me are submissives that enjoy stepping into my shoes and seeing through my eyes. And so it's like, that's not all I do, but it's a big part of what I do. And like, I love the POV stuff, and it's it's pretty niche. Like, it's hard to find good POV porn videos, mm-hmm. whether it's from the top's perspective or the bottom's perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, to that person, I would say there's probably people that have made more than that guy that don't show their faces. Oh, absolutely. And we can stay mad about that because some people don't want to give consent or of their face and they get to keep that for themselves no that's a huge thing i remember it's like i was kind of reading the threads there was like kira noir she won performer of the year there's like all these like people in the industry that were talking about it and they were like obviously like there's a market for it sure they're like okay you use it like i think kira said um well you use a fake name right and he was like, yeah, it's like, OK, so why are you using a fake name? Do you want people you don't want people to know who you are? Um, there's people who have kids that they want to sure. protect. There's people. And honestly, the allure of it. I think that POV is so popular because, like you said, it gives the viewer their perspective that they're there. It's intimate. You know, so I actually did. Um, I did a um, VR scene. So VR porn is very starting to be very big right now. OK, and I have never watched i don't go back and watch my own videos right but this time i had to i was like okay i don't understand like the vr thing i don't have like the headset or whatever so one of my friends gave me the headset i watched myself no, in the v i'm like this is like hands down the fucking coolest thing so you can cool. like look this way like you like you're seeing the, i'm yeah. sorry you're looking at the whole room right i'm like 3d and then like they tell you know you whisper in the ear and you say all these things you look down it's like it's like you're sitting here like it's like your hands, your body, yeah. like your everything. But it's a male performer. I'm like, OK, like, no, no, no. This is a whole new level yeah. of like POV that you like. It's 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 unreal. And it's like, OK, I enjoy this because it gives me the uh, like the um, illusion that I'm there. Yeah. Right. And I was like, OK, this all makes sense now. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And I've worked with people like who like lucky POV. No, I mean, we all know what his face looks like, but we're like, he's made a killing for himself doing nothing but POV stuff. And people, they love that. They love to say, I can pretend to be this person. I can be in the I can be in the driver's seat of this whole situation and really enjoy myself. I see nothing wrong with POV because for me, too. When I'm watching porn, I watch a lot of amateur porn because, like you said, I love that genuineness yeah. behind it. I like when people are, like, really into it. Not to say, like, I don't love mainstream porn, which I do, but it's like, okay, I don't want to watch my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, you like, know. We've seen it. We've, seen it. we've yeah. fucked already. Like, it's cool. Um, but I like, I like looking at the girl. I think, like, a lot of us who watch, you know, like, mainstream, just, like, just um, boy-girl porn – um, or gangbangs. I like to watch gang. Yeah. I like my German gangbangs and Get shit. Um, we're, I'm always watching to see if the girl is having a good time. Because if the girl's not having a good time, then it just takes away from the whole video. Absolutely. And um, that's what's nice about POV for me because it's like, oh, like I get to just focus on the things that I want to focus. This girl is actually having a good time. Right. Maybe like I might not really care for like the male's face or like you don't really care for it. like I'm in the moment. I just want to be in. I just yeah. want to see what's going on. Right. Like and I think that is very nice and it's very alluring and it's 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 enjoyable for everybody. So 
Um, I don't forgot what that. I'm not gonna call nobody out, but that <laughs> man, like, you better just like. I think he got like, dude. I think you got what is it? Um, he was pressed over something. He was pressed, but he got canceled real quick. Oh. Even though there was nothing to cancel, because sure. he really his name. I think another thing too. It's like people do the thing of some attention is better than no attention. So I think like he got the attention of all these like performers that were like commenting on his page. And I think like in his brain, he was like, at least I got some attention. That's fair. I mean, and I will say just to like give props and to draw a distinction, like I definitely think industry professionals like you who are, you know, booking flights, working with multiple agencies, like that is definitely different than what I do. And Mm -hmm. like, I have a lot of respect for anyone that's into industry because it's, like a bigger game that you're playing and there's like a lot more pieces involved and like I definitely think that is like the OG real porn star Mm -hmm. and then there's folks like me that are like kind of the newer generation where it's like you know I'm a bedroom OnlyFans girl like I'm with my boyfriend you know I have the set Mm -hmm. you know I hit pause whenever I want to pause I can take breaks and stuff like that but like they're both valid styles and like sometimes they cross over like uh, I would love to work in a studio or, and you know, sometimes you do only fans mm-hmm. and you have your own base, but like they're both different and valid, but they also cross over as well. And so that's, that's super cool. I think what's really nice about that as well too, is that a lot of the only fans performers are making the crossover, right? Like, um, one of my friends I've shot with her before she's an OnlyFans girl. She's actually like a, she started off as a dancer in Colorado and then we were filming, we did OnlyFans stuff together and, um, she's killing it she's like you she's making her like living off of doing OnlyFans. but like she gets hit up by like all these major um porn stars that want to work with her she gets hit up by like major companies that want to work with her because you can work for a major studio without being signed to an agency okay so you know so yeah you like on some of these girls pages like okay they get followed by like browsers and reality kings and like all these other sites i think it's just about like your name for yourself like your networking like your branding like being on social media and things like that but like these girls like you're working hard only fans i would say is really hard as well too in its own realm just because you are doing it yourself oh yeah you don't have um you don't have the cameraman you don't have the director you just kind of show up you say okay this is who i'm working with today this is the scheme of the day this is the this is the um the theme for the day um this is what we're doing we got your hair you got your makeup you know um and are they long ass days yes they are some (laughs) long ass days on set and let me tell you like summertime they're cutting the ac off so there's no noise you're fucking you're dripping in sweat like you are in it i think like all my scenes that came out last year like because i always have like 26 to 30 inches of hair extensions in my hair was like stuck to my back (laughs) we're dripping in sweat like just talk about how hot it is like physically hot yeah to like fuck on camera like i've had times where i've just been melting and mm-hmm. like sometimes you do have to stop but when you soldier through it like that might be like the biggest misconception in porn is that they got like air-conditioned rooms because like we can't have that shit in the background like that no. buzzing yeah people complain about that yeah they're like what was that sound right and like people are like some of the fans be nosy right they'll be like oh like you'll take like a picture or something they'll zoom and they'll be like oh that's a picture of someone in your family like, why are you looking at right. why are you zooming in like, right you got all of this all of still this finding shit in the background it, to pick on and they will do that they will. and they will do that and like that's where you're just like you know what you 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 guys have too much time on your hands do. do you ever read like not necessarily your comments but like do you ever read Pornhub comments like the most top rated one ever <laughs> sometimes they're so fucking funny <laughs> I was reading a Pornhub comment the other day and it was on someone else's video and they said that the bottom moaning sounded like Morty from Rick and Morty <laughs> Going, oh, and I was like 
could you imagine? And I read all of my comments. I've gotten some wild ass comments, but I almost feel like we need to have like a little okay. section where we like read funny porn hub. We're gonna of the do day. that. I'm gonna be uh, look, I'm have my feelings. You guys gonna watch me get my feelings hurt. Oh I'm be God. mad as shit if I read my comments. <laughs> We'll make a whole thing out of it. But the comments are its own. It sounds like pool. Morty from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I would just close the channel. I'm like, retire, you know what? I'm done putting in the work. Yeah, I'm done today. <laughs> I'm going to have to retire for a couple of days. You guys don't deserve me. I love it. That's actually real messy, and I love that. Right? We're going to read the comments. I'm going to read will. my top comments. We'll make a moment out of it. Yeah. We're going to have to wear something special for that one. But yeah, the adult industry, um, I think there's so many different angles that you can approach it. And I don't think anyone is the wrong one. And I think just having like me and August here kind of talking about like what we've learned and what we bring to the table. I think it shows like how accessible the industry is and also that there really isn't a wrong way to do it. Um, even if there are people out there that say like one way is more valid than another, like mm -hmm. nobody's going to know. And if you're out here making your money, then like they can say whatever they want. Yeah. I think another big thing, too, it's like uh, we need to stop with the hierarchy. I don't know if you've heard of that Tell term, the hierarchy. Okay. It's like. Um, so it's like the triangle of like sex work and then there's sex workers who shit on other sex workers mm. because let's say like you're a dancer, but this girl does full service. They're going to hate the girl who does full service. The OnlyFans girls might not fuck with like the girls who do like the porn industry and like vice versa. So there's like a hierarchy to where one is like, oh, I am a dancer and like that's all I do and I'm better than you because I don't have to go do full service type okay. of a okay. type of a thing. And that's really big too when I'm actually in the club. I actually don't tell like a lot of people in the club that like I do porn because I'm like, people get really weirded out sure. really quickly. And I say like, that's that hierarchy. Maybe they say, oh, maybe she only makes money because she has to be in the back right. like doing this. Or maybe this. she does this and that or Yeah, exactly. So I think that if we can like dissolve the hierarchy, like the, it's all the same. Like, it's all sex work. There's no one, not one that's better than the other. Um, yeah, if we break it down, are there some that are safer than the other? Sure. sure. But it's all, you could walk out your house and get shot for no reason. You know what I mean? So I don't think that we should be judging each other. I think that's the first thing. And don't let other people's perceptions of, like, what they do. So, like I said, if, like, one girl says, okay, like, I'm a sugar baby and the other girl's a dancer and, like, you want to be more towards, like, a sugar baby escort type of a thing – don't let someone who's just like a dancer talk you out of it right. um, because that's not what they're comfortable doing. What you're comfortable doing is going to be completely different from what I'm comfortable doing or what you're comfortable doing. Yeah. So, you know, definitely proceed with caution. But I've always known like I've wanted to do adult entertainment. Yeah. I knew that was always going to be the goal. Did I do softcore? Yeah, I started with like doing Playboy. I started with doing like... Um, all the magazines. I did Playboy, Maxim, RHK. I did like swimwear, glamour. And the clothes just kept coming off and off. And yeah, right. like dancing. It was like a soft thing because it was a soft in in introduction, <laughs> introduction yeah, yeah. into dancing. Um, because like it is nerve wracking, right? When you're on a live audience full of people who are just like all eyes on you, you're on a center stage and you're doing it. You're like, well, I have to put my body out there. It's different than like a photo shoot, right? A photo shoot is all stationary. Like one moment. Yeah, it's one moment moment one moment dancing to being the moment exactly yeah. like you're supposed to allure people allure people to make money right so i think that would be one of my biggest advice <coughs> things biggest advice why am i falling apart all of a sudden <laughs> girl it's friday it's we had friday. a long ass week we're ready to turn it in i do want to speak to that though the hierarchy yeah so i feel like there's only one distinction that should be made and i've been wanting to squeeze this in for me yes. and have a serious moment i think there's two kinds of sex work there's a the kind that's safe and there's a mm -hmm. the kind that's not safe 
And so when I think of like growing up in New Mexico, when I used to work at the Transgender Resource Center uh, doing HIV prevention, I talked to a lot of people that did sex work. And the kind of sex work they do is very different than the kind of sex work we do because for them, uh, it's tied directly to survival. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a lot of things like what scene partner you have, um, whether or not you can get consent, whether or not there's testing involved, mm-hmm. even like what location you're going to play in. Those things we get to have you know, decided based off of what we like mm-hmm. because we have a little bit more privilege in how we operate. But I know there's some folks out there Um, they might only be doing it for necessity, like to keep a roof over their head, to keep a meal in their belly, and they might not be able to say, oh, I'll work with you, but not you. Or they might not be able to put up a limit halfway Mm -hmm. through a play session because they might not have the safety to do so. And so when I think of sex work, and I think of how lucky like all of us are to be able to do this, I feel like the only distinction that we should make is that there are people that don't get to do it safely. Mm -hmm. And then there's people like you and me where it's like, you know, we can go out of state, fly somewhere, know that we're going to get tested, Mm -hmm. know that, you know, someone's going to be a professional in the industry. They're vetted. There's like a a code of conduct, but some girls don't get that. And Mm -hmm. like, and I feel like that's the only thing that we should be not even hating on, but just like shining a light on of like, you know, how do we get more people doing it where they feel empowered and they can talk about how good it was for them? Because I know there's some people that do sex work and, you know, it's not their first choice. And so Mm -hmm. those are the people I try to be aware of. No, absolutely. I'm so glad you said that because there is survival sex work. And I do work with some girls who do do survival sex work. And they say, like, this is this is how I eat every day. Absolutely. Right. And like being able to get tested on the regular, being able to pick and choose and having like the luxury of like being on set and having consent. And what I have learned from being in the industry is that there were people before me, before us, obviously, who had to go through the um, how to go through the trenches. They had to pave way that paved the way for us to be able to have all these like luxuries on set. Right. They all, you know, um, now they ask us, how are you treated on set? How are you doing this? Um, that was pay for us. But the girls who are out there and, you know, I guess like the harsh term would be called like a street walker. Sure. Um, that's also like a part of the hierarchy. People say, oh, like you're a street walker. So you just have to walk, you know, walk around, maybe go sit at a restaurant. Like you're trying to find, you know, you, you, you're working. Right. right? Um, I, I wish that there was more safe spaces for that. I wish that there were more places for them to go to get tested or have like someone like looking out for them. Um, I'm always looking out for my friends. I always text them and make sure that they're doing okay. Um, And you might not know that they're survival sex workers, but because they're my friends, of course, they're going to tell me things. But I always like check in on um, them because of like the whole abortion thing being banned. Now, Colorado is one of the only places that perform abortions and things like that. So the contraceptive, the, the condoms and things have been like running low. So like, I'll go to my doctor's office and I'll get like a bag of like a paper bag full of condoms yeah. and I'll give them condoms because like they, they, they're running out or like they're running low. A lot of places are running out of them. Um, the biggest thing that I try to do for my friends who are survival sex workers is I just try to be there for them. I try, I always check in on them just to make sure that they're doing okay. Um, and I also try to give them like a safe space to like, if they need to go somewhere, if they need to like, just chill out, get away from where they're at in their life. Maybe it's like their partner, maybe they're, you know, whomever they're working for, or if they're working for themselves, like they should just know, like they can always come over and it's a non-judgmental space. Like, oh, I, you want to talk about like your rough day, like that's fine. I won't treat you any differently. Um, But I think that if there were more 
people who are willing and understanding um, to help people who are out there who need to get like treated for different things or get tested and make testing more readily available and not so expensive, Um, handing out free contraceptive being, you know, but we're in such a weird era right now where we're almost regressing. Um, So it is taking away a lot of that, that like freedom for people. And it's getting even more and more scary because of that, you know? So just thinking the fact that like, you know, we are here in Colorado, this is kind of like a sanctuary state. Mm -hmm. Like you've got us in New Mexico and then everywhere around us, like, People do come in for help and for their different needs and thinking about how that overlaps with sex work in the adult entertainment industry. It can be a lot. And so all of that to say, like those people that want to criticize like POV stars or say, oh, this person's a streetwalker, but this person's a studio girl and try Mm -hmm. to say one is more valid. uh, It's just something to think about um, all of what we said and that there are so many angles and like focal points for sex workers and like all of them are valid and all of us do it for different reasons. I can say for me, I've been a porn star longer than I've done every other job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I've always given every job like my all, but they just never worked out for me. Mm-hmm. And like being my own boss was was the way to do it. But for me, um, it didn't start out as survival. It just started out as like a, a journey and a documentation. But it definitely turned into like the way that I support myself now. And, you know, now I'm living in a new city and, you know, getting my income qualified through sex work income and now paying taxes two years in a row. So all of this to say there are different pathways and I mm-hmm. feel like August and I represent what those can look like and that there's no wrong way to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and that also there is crossover like between being a dancer mm-hmm. and a porn star and a studio girl who's also on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Like they all literally can intersect. So. It's all sources of income and don't ever shit on anybody who is like let's say a streetwalker. There's no difference between like a streetwalker and an escort. There's just a different name just because it has a more pretty name to it. Like yeah you might not be walking down the street or getting picked up in somebody's car. You might have a little bit more like of a safer experience but at the end of the day it is still the same job and you might say oh like go get like a regular job. I've had regular jobs too. I've worked two three jobs at once to make my ends meet. I was in school doing all those things. Not to say that I would never go back to having a normal job I will always do what I have to do to get you know to get myself ahead in life like we all do right um but I enjoy doing sex work I found something that I love I love the the freedom I love all the people that I've met I love um, all the customers that I've ran into. Like, it's the only place, like, when I'm dancing, I have someone throwing money on my stage. One might be, like, a millionaire. The other might be a drug dealer. But they're still spending money and all spends the same, you know. And I've actually learned a lot about um, what to do with my money talking to these customers, right? So... I met a guy who worked for the S&P 500. Oh, where's the economy going, right? Right. Like, you talk about these things. You say, oh, you know, you take advantage of the people that you're talking to, you know? Um, And it it definitely does further your career a lot. Uh, Like, I've learned about investing my money, having a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of my really good friends, they do crypto and all these, like, different things for, like, NASA and, like, the government. I'm like, okay, cool. Take advantage of those people that you're talking to. Take advantage of people in set. Like, even like the directors, like you could talk to the directors. Oh, what kind of camera are you using? What kind of this? Like, what, like, what works for you? Right here. You know, I go in the control room. I'm like, how does this shit work? Yeah. So cool. It's, it's and you can translate it into your regular everyday, like maybe making content. Like, oh, like, okay, I can keep upgrading myself, upgrading my knowledge and doing better. Um, So it's like, just take advantage of the situation that you have. And yes, the money is good. You know, it's always about what you do with it. And yes, 
you know, I guess the point I was like trying to get back to, it's like, yeah, you say, oh, get a regular job, like do this, do that. Well, this ain't for the faint at heart. We're not, we're not telling you, hey, go, go, you know, start sucking dick to make ends meet. But it is very quick money. <laughs> yeah, this is. is like a very harsh thing to say. We're not saying go be a stripper. We're not saying do OnlyFans like right off the bat and you're going to be a millionaire the next day. No, you're not. It's going to take work like any other job. But you know, the girls who are survival sex workers, yes, if you're charging $500 a pop, like, okay, like, okay, look, if I, if I, if I hook up with three different people in one night, that's $1,500. That's my rent. It's paid. I don't have to worry about that right. anymore. If I do three, four people, or maybe if I do six or seven people in a week or 10 people in a week, now I have my rent paid. Now I have food. Maybe my kid has this. Now I can go get a car. I can pay for gas. I can pay for the um, the inflation of like living right now. So always like look at it like that, too. I always like tell people I'm not advertising, hey, go be a sex worker. But I'm telling you, if you are a sex worker, we want you to be the best sex worker and be smart with your money. Be diligent with your with your like I said, with everything. Be smart, be diligent, be happy, be healthy, be safe, be smart and really know what you're doing. This isn't the industry for the faint at heart. And I don't I think you have to be very mentally strong to be in this industry as well, too. Yeah. And just kind of like going off of that, thinking about where you're at now, like you know, you said you have an LLC, like that's mm-hmm. definitely your, your business at that point. Mm-hmm. So like for you, at what point did it kind of transition from like, okay, like I dance, like I might be a sugar baby, but now I'm like working with studios. I have an agent, I have mm-hmm. an LLC. Like, did that begin like all at once for you? Or at what point, like did August Sky, the brand become a thing? It started as soon as I got signed. So I'd always been like doing my own thing. But like you said, once you're in it and like I, I've been very lucky to have, a very amazing agency. I have an amazing um, agent. So between Dave and Ryan, they're always putting me on game, especially for all the new girls, right? Because I came into the game late. Yeah, I got started in my late 20s doing porn, whatever. Um, But I was mentally prepared at that point. You know, I think dancing was the gateway because it's like, okay, I know how to process all these different things. I know how to like what upsets me. I know when I need to take a break. Um, but becoming like the August guy, I always call it the August guy enterprises. I love that. (laughs) Um, so August guy enterprises, the hustle bunny entertainment brand, all of that. Um, it, it clicked, it clicked as soon as I got signed. It clicked, um, because the girls in my agency, they were doing it and it was only the smartest thing to do. Like I said, having my agent and they're, they're, they're quick with it. Like they're quick. Like you need to be on top of this. You need to be on top of that. Like this, this, and this, and like all these things that you're like, okay, it's all making sense. It's all making sense. It's all making sense. Okay. So you have to digest that information. Um, and like I said, if I was like 18 or 19, anywhere between like the age of like 18 and like 24, I would have fucked it all up. Sure. You know, and I think that's what happens. Like a lot of people, they get stuck in this like loop because you are making a lot of money. Yeah. And when you're young, you're like, OK, like I the world's my oyster. I'm making right. a lot of money. I can it's do like, this. It'll always be like, yeah, this. it'll always be like this. And it's like, nope. Yeah, you might have made $500,000 this year, right? But, but next year, and then you pay some of it in taxes. Yeah, but you pay it in and taxes. Then... And if you don't pay your taxes, like, do you exist? It's like, okay, well, you're going to pay everything in cash. Okay, yeah, cash is king, but, like, uh, like now what, you know? Right. And there's um, there was a big influx in people who didn't get out of the industry, and they're making a return to the industry because they didn't pay their taxes. They didn't invest their money. Um they didn't have any sort of financial help, which you don't really have. You just have to research it. Yeah. And now, like I said, it's I've been lucky enough to like when I talk to people at the club, uh, you know, one of the top is like, oh, what do you do for work? Right. If you talk to somebody who is in any sort of like financial or any sort of like, like I said, S&P 500, 
anybody who owns a business or are well-to-do for themselves, they're coming into, like, the strip clubs, right? There's not going to be too many people who can drop thousands of dollars a night on girls, teasing them, giving them blue balls, right? right. So get to know these customers. Get to know, pick their brain, even if you see them for, like, a night. Because the one thing that's a good conversation starter is that they will always talk about their job. Like, mm. if they don't know anything else to talk about or if you just want to, that. yeah, that's always the first thing. Like, get their mouth going. Just talk about something and then just, like, take an interest. They'll talk themselves and they'll tell you stuff and then... Another big thing that I've learned about a lot of my customers is they love it when they they feel like they're teaching you something. Okay. Yeah, so they think it's teach, like you. You're like, wow, you know, let like me pop before. a titty out. Like, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they'll teach you the ways. Um, and I've always had interest. And then during COVID, I YouTubed a lot of different videos. I took some online classes to learn about like um financial like stability like financial advising like all those different things and i have like an ed ameritrade account like yeah official, <laughs> official she got stocks and bonds yeah overseas. we got stocks and bonds over here in the caribbean um but it is it's a learning curve and it did it hit it like it's always been an interest of mine because i want to be the you know my, not to say my parents aren't financially stable, but the 2008 stock market crash took I think took a lot of people's parents out the game, right? So, um, I would like to be one of the people, one of the first people in my family to say like, I would like to be like a millionaire. I'd like to retire. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Right here. Yes, like I want to be one of those people to say like. If my nieces and nephews need something, if my family needs something, I want to be that person who's stable and I want to break that um, that like family chain of n- not being able to be stable. I'm so or, like, here for that. Guy. You know what I, I mean? I didn't feel like I made it until I was able to like pay my mom's rent. That's like number one. I was like, shit. That's like, always here. number one. We did it. Right? We did it. That's like the words of Babe Vendetta. <sighs> we did it. But I will say like just kind of answering my own question about like you know, making it a brand and stuff like my my beginning was so like small, like started in the bedroom, like mm-hmm. a couple of uploads on like Pornhub and this vid. I think for me, like I was kind of already doing the work. But once I realized how people were engaging with me, like a big thing I do is I like to do like anonymous style videos mm-hmm. because um, a lot of people don't know. But like uh, on Pornhub in 2019, there was like a great porn purge where they got rid of billions of videos. Like it was like the Library of Alexandria being gone. And one of the things that changed was like, you know, the consent laws about porn. Like mm-hmm. now you, if you're going to be on camera, you have to sign documentation. But there was like a whole genre of porn, like anonymous style videos that like don't really exist anymore because it doesn't work with like the laws Mm -hmm. so i realized i could get with my partner and i can have him dress up as different people Mm -hmm. and have him sneak in and do like an anon scene in a hotel and it like fits the genre without being illegal and it'll like it convinced like millions of people that i like i'm fucking a different guy every week which i would love to like be that active but like you know in this economy with covid and everything i don't know not to say that you know but like once I realized that people like believed that I was like involved with all these men and that like I had a studio mm-hmm. and like people were like, oh, when's your studio? Like they, th- they thought I was already that person. Mm-hmm. So all I did was like I made a logo and like I started treating it like it was a brand and then it became a brand. And then you, you know, are that you are yeah. that you are that. Bitch. And then I once will you say, pay your taxes, girl, you, you for real. You're a real you one. <laughs> your brother, you want to be or not. And those taxes hit my heart every year. I'm like, oh. This hurts. Like, it always hurts. But you're like, you know what? That's how you know you're doing well. And I will say, it doesn't matter. You're still that bitch, whether you had a small beginning or not. You're still that bitch. You killed it. You're doing it. And I think I, I give you accolades for that. I give accolades to anyone who is starting from nothing to create a name for themselves, you know? And I think that's amazing. So, yeah, like, creating a logo, making it 
making it quality from the jump. You know, I was making content with my partner and I'd like it. It's crazy that you say that they think it's a different person. Right. I would be like, oh, went out to brunch with like a fan. It'd yeah. be the same part. I'm like, this is it. Like, he has the, the same, same tattoo everything. on his arm. Like, what do you the con- mean? Sometimes just having that context, yeah. having a frame. It's like, you know, they've seen my, I've got like thousands of videos at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what my man looks like. You know his body. We but, all know that penis. <laughs> it doesn't. Throw something else on it. And yeah. people are like, ooh, it's just, it's different. So we like the variety, even if it isn't If real. it is the same. It's a part of the fantasy. People like they get involved with the, fa- they don't care about the schematics. They want to care about the fantasy that they're involved in. And I, I do the same thing too. Uh, Pornhub comment. I had a, a video I filmed with my partner. We filmed it at the Pentagon Hotel when we were in Virginia. Oh. And I got a comment and some girl said, that's a Motel 6. <gasps> Hater. Said, First of all. Hater, bitch. Like, but, but like who gets so upset with like the hotel that I was in? Like what? So I just, I think of that, that one person that's like, you know, jerking off in the middle of the night and they're mm. like, that's not a Pentagon. That's the Motel Six. Right. And how do you know what a Motel? What do you know what a Motel right. Six looks like? Because you're like, in one right now. And you like, know what? if that's where I decided to film, well, then shit, I saved a lot of money. So. We did. We like whatever. It's key. it's a right. it's, you know. We like a fiscally responsive queen. We yeah. do, and it kind of adds like the griminess of it. Like, ooh, yeah. like this is now I'm gonna go to a Motel Six. You gave us some content ideas. That and other Pornhub comments. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and more other Pornhub comments. I think the one. Um, I've had two like stupid comments to be said. One was on my OnlyFans page. It was like around Christmas and I had a fireplace at my last place and I had a mantle. Yeah. And I had like family pictures and pictures of my partner. <clears throat> and they, and I guess like it just had like the bottom half of um, a picture. And he goes, oh, uh, just meant to tell you like your boyfriend's face is in your photos. And I was <sighs> like. They don't, they don't miss anything. So this is what I told him. I told him because he just because I was like being petty. I was like, I hope you know that he passed away two years ago and I'm been crying all day. So oh thank you for God. making me feel like shit. Teach you not to pry. Uh, yeah, that's what I told him. And when I tell you his response, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I was I'm just like trying to help you this. this. I gave you all the hits. That. And that's what I said. I was like, you know what? And I, and I hope you're listening. I hope you learned your fucking lesson. <laughs> that one guy's going to be like, oh shit, he's really. Yeah, I know exactly. I was like, I'll never forget that. And then I always get comments because I have pubic hair. People always comment about me having pubic hair. God forbid. God forbid you have a little bush. A natural human being serving what we came here with. But yeah, that one, I think the one about the boyfriend picture on the mantle, which was like literally like like this much face because I like I like clicked on the picture and I was like, really? Like you had to zoom in to see You were really zooming in. You had to put like you were putting together two and two. But yeah. I love that. He's alive and well. Okay. But any closing things you want to let our little bunnies know? Um, just that there's no right or wrong way to do uh, sex work. Um, and if you're somebody that like is in a mode where you're doing sex work for survival, like there are resources available. Um, you know, not all of us get into it because of choice. And like we need to be able to have conversations about that too. So there are resources available. There's more than one way to do it. Um, and independence is always the goal, right? We always want to find a way where people feel valued in what they're doing, they're safe, and their autonomy is being respected. Um, and that's what we've been able to have and what we represent in the sex work that we do. Um, but everyone should be so lucky. So, Absolutely. I think that's a very beautiful thing. And I do actually have a couple of um, friends that who are sex workers or retired sex workers who are creating those spaces and those resources for people who are doing survival sex work or any kind of sex work at this point in time. I just know that things are very hard for women um, right now with all the abortion things, the contraception, all of that. 
I'm about to give you guys any last notes for the evening or afternoon. I don't know what time it is anymore. I don't know. It's obviously sometime in the afternoon. My titties are out. Who knows? There's no time but, in the studio. <laughs> I would say you said absolutely everything that I would cover. I would say do your research. Um, proceed with caution and own it. Once you get into it, own it. And always, always, always be working on like branding and uh Figure out what to like what you want to do with your money. Figure out like your exit strategies. Figure out what you want to do for like more passive income. Like say, hey, you want to invest in the stock market. Hey, you want to invest in real estate. Set a goal for yourself. Say, hey, next year I want to be able to put a deposit down for a house or a loft or a car or something. Just always have a plan with your money. It's always nice to go to like the Louis Vuitton store. I get it. It's cool. But like it's the Louis Vuitton ain't going to do anything for you in the long run. It's always fun and fine and dandy at this point. I would say have a hot girl summer. Like if it's your first year, it's kind of hard not to. That was me last year. You know what we I mean? It's hard Denver, not to. But... Exactly. New to Denver, have a hot girl summer. Hey, go buy that Louis bag. You know, I get it. Like when you make a thousand dollars in a day or two thousand dollars in a day, it's kind of hard for you to say, um, be humble. It's like, okay, I get it. Right. Do it, get it out of your system, get everything that you need to get done. So for me, I wanted to get my boobs done. I wanted to do the, you know, I wanted to travel a lot more. I got that all out of my system now. And you're focused and you're doing smart things with your money. But, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. And we're always here to teach you and keep you informed. And you guys can always keep us informed, too. You guys can always reach out to us. Yeah, reach out to us. Like, what works for you? What hasn't worked for you? Any questions you guys have? You can always um, give us a shout. And if you want to speak to us directly, um, don't forget to follow August Sky on OnlyFans and Wasp Hunter on OnlyFans. Because, you know, we're chilling and we're always here. Because we're chilling. We're chilling with with our... Badissies you know, Badissies, <laughs> all the us. I'm never going to stop using that word. <laughs> I know. I'm not even using it in the right term, but I'm using. Now it's canonized yeah, in Hustle just, Bunny culture. Yeah, we're going to, you can talk to us. We'll just have our Badissies out. Out and shining for you. Well, until next time, my little bunnies, stay hustling. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.